personal circumstances of those companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, who took part during the Battle of Badr. Today I shall continue with the same subject. One of the companions whom I shall mention today is Hazrat Umara bin Hazm. Hazrat Umara radiallahu ta'ala anhu is one of the 70 companions who participated in the second pledge at Aqba, Aybate Aqba Sani. Both of his brothers, Hazrat Amr bin Hazm and Hazrat Mobil bin Hazm, were also companions. He joined the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in all the battles, including the Battle of Badr and the Battle of Uhud. He was holding the flag of the tribe of Malik bin Najjar in his hands at the occasion of the victory of Mecca. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between Umara and Hazrat Muriz bin Nazla. He declared them brothers upon the migration and after the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when a fitna, a disorder arose from among the apostates, and they initiated a war against Muslims, he joined Hazrat Khalid bin Walid in the battle against them. And he attained martyrdom during the battle of Yamama. His mother's name was Khalida bin Anas. Abu Bakr bin Muhammad narrates that when a snake once bit Hazrat Abdullah bin Sahal, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed that he be taken to Hazrat Umara bin Hazm so that he may perform dham for him, i.e. special prayer for health and protection. <coughs> <coughs> 
However, he replied that, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he is about to die. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied that, Take him to Amara. When he will perform dham, God Almighty will cure him. Certainly, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, must have taught him that dham, i.e. that prayer. This does not mean that, God forbid, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was in need of the dham by Hazrat Umara, i.e. the special prayer from Hazrat Umara, or that he was unable to do so himself. Rather, he had specially appointed certain people for certain tasks. But it was the holy power and the blessings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, which were the force behind it all. It is stated in Sirat ibn Hisham that the hypocrites used to come to the mosque of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and after listening to the conversation of the Muslims and departing from them, they used to mock them, and they used to ridicule their faith. At times they would even do so in front of them. Once, when some of the hypocrites gathered at the mosque of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, saw them conversing amongst themselves secretly. And so the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, commanded that they be evicted from the mosque, and thus they were removed from the mosque. Hazrat Abu Ayyub advanced towards Umar bin Qais, who belonged to the clan of Ghanam bin Malik bin Najjar, and who used to take care of their idols during the period of ignorance. He grabbed him by his leg and dragged him out of the mosque. However, he kept saying, O Abu Ayyub, are you going to expel me from the company of Banu Salba? Then Hazrat Abu Ayyub turned to Rafi bin Badiyah, who also hailed from the clan of Najjar. He wrapped him in his sheet of cloth, pulled him firmly and hit him and removed him from the mosque. And Abu Ayyub said to him, that you wicked hypocrite, may you be cursed, get away from the mosque of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Then Hazrat Umara bin Hazm went to Zaid bin Amr and dragged him out of the mosque while holding him by his bed. Then Hazrat Umara struck both of his hands on his chest with such force that he fell down, to which he said that, O Umara, you have injured me. Upon this, Hazrat Umara replied that, O hypocrite, may Allah destroy you. The punishment that God Almighty has prepared for you is more severe than that. Thus, never come close to the mosque of the Prophet ever again. On the occasion of the Battle of Tabuk, when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was en route to Tabuk, the camel of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, named Qaswa, disappeared from their sight. The companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, set out in order to search for it, and Hazrat Umara bin Hazm was also with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. He had taken part in the Pledge of Initiation at Aqba, and was also a companion who had participated in the Battle of Badr, as has already been mentioned. He was also the brother of Hazrat Amr bin Hazm, and the person relating this incident states 
that Hazrat Zaid bin Salat was in the carriage of Hazrat Umar. In other words, he was given the responsibility of taking care of the rides and carriages and he was the person to place the carriages on the camels. At the time, some people were assigned to place a form of carriage or saddle on the camel. And he belonged to the tribe of Kenka and was a Jew and although became a Muslim, but he showed some hypocrisy. Zad, i.e. the person who became a Muslim but had a sense of hypocrisy hidden within him, asked in a very pretentiously innocent manner that does Muhammad, peace be upon him, not claim that he is a prophet and that he informs you of heavenly matters and yet he is unaware of where his camel went. At the time, Hazrat Umara was near the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And somehow, this comment reached the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, or God Almighty must have informed him about it. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that a person had just commented that Muhammad tells you people that he is a prophet and that he informs you of heavenly matters, whereas he is unaware of where his camel went. Upon this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, By God, I do not know of anything but what God Almighty has informed me of. I do not know the unseen. However, I speak as God Almighty informs me. Following this, God Almighty informed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, of his camel, in order to silence this hypocrite. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, further said, Indeed, God Almighty has informed me in relation to my camel that it is in such and such valley. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then pointed into the direction of the valley and said, Its rain got caught in a tree, and so go and bring it to me. Hence, the companions went and brought it back. Thus, in order to silence the hypocrite, God Almighty then showed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, the exact location of the camel. Beki and Abu Naim state that Hazrat Umara went to his carriage and said, By God, a strange thing occurred today. Moments ago the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned to us the comments of a certain individual, which God Almighty had informed him of. Thus it has become clear that it was God Almighty that had informed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, of the comments of this hypocrite, i.e. Zad bin Salat. A person in the carriage of Hazrat Umara then said, that by God, before you came, Zad had made this comment you have just mentioned to us. Upon this, Hazrat Umara grabbed Zaid by the neck and said to his comrades that, O servants of Allah, there was a snake in my carriage and I was unaware of removing it. He then turned to Zaid and said that he will have no relationship with him in the future. According to some, Zaid repented later. However, there are others of the opinion that he remained engaged in such mischiefs until he died. Hazrat Ziyad bin Nuaym narrates from Hazrat Umara bin Hazm 
that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that there are four important principles. If a person acts in accordance with these, he becomes a Muslim. However, if he leaves out even one, the other three will be of no avail to him. Hazrat Ziyad says that he asked Hazrat Umara about these four principles. Upon this he said that these are prayers, zakat, fasting and hajj, i.e. the Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca. And it is necessary to believe in and act in accordance with these four principles. Prayers are obligatory, zakat is obligatory upon anyone who is eligible to do so. And it is necessary to fast in good health and it is obligatory upon those who are eligible to do so. And it is also obligatory to perform the Hajj for those who are capable of doing so. Nevertheless, it is necessary to believe in and act in accordance to these four principles. And these principles have been written in the book Ustul Ghaba. And these are the very books in which Muslims themselves have outlined the definition of a Muslim. However, now there are some scholars who issue edicts of disbelief and have now formed a new definition of being a Muslim. The second companion to be mentioned today is Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud. His title is Abdul Rahman and he belonged to the tribe of Banu Huzel. His mother's name was Umm Abd and he passed away in the 32nd year of Hijrah. His father's name was Mas'ud bin Ghafil and Abdullah bin Mas'ud is counted among the early converts to Islam. He accepted Islam at the same time as the sister of Hazrat Umar that is Hazrat Fatima bin Khattab and her husband Hazrat Sa'id bin Zaid. He accepted Islam before the Holy Prophet peace be upon him went to Darul Arkam, i.e. the place which was built in Mecca for Muslims to be able to gather together. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud relates that I was the sixth person to accept Islam. At the time there was no other Muslim on the face of the earth apart from the six of us. And whilst narrating his acceptance of Islam, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud states, When I reached the age of understanding, i.e. an age where a person is able to correctly recognize and is distinguished between good and bad, and an age of maturity, he says that I was grazing the sheep of Uqba bin Mu'ayt one day. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, approached me, and Hazrat Abu Bakr was also alongside him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, that, O young man, do you have any milk? I replied that I do, but, as I have been entrusted with this, I cannot give you any. Thus he was extremely pious from his very childhood. And so the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, that bring me a sheep which is not expecting and nor producing any milk. He says that I brought a young sheep to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Following this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, tied its feet together, rubbed his hand on its teats, and started to pray until they were filled with milk. Hazrat Abu Bakr then brought a bowl, which the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, filled with its milk, and then told Hazrat Abu Bakr to drink from it. Hazrat Abu Bakr drank the milk, and following this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, drank from it as well. 
The holy prophet, peace be upon him, then rubbed his hands over the teats again and said, Contract, and they began to contract and return to their previous form. He says that I then asked the holy prophet, peace be upon him, to teach me the words he had recited. Upon this, the holy prophet, peace be upon him, placed his hand on my head and said that you are an intelligent young man. He states that I memorized 70 chapters of the Holy Quran directly from the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. With regards to him, Ayy Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad Sahib also writes in Sirat Khatamun Nabiyin, Ayy the life and character of the seal of prophets, peace be upon him, that Abdullah bin Mas'ud was not from among the people of Quraysh, but belonged to the tribe of Huzel. He was a very poor man and used to graze the sheep of Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, the chief of the Quraysh. And after accepting Islam, he stayed with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and eventually became a great scholar as a result of the company of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The majority of Fiqh Hanafiya, the Hanafi school of jurisprudence, is based on his accounts and understanding. Then there is another narration regarding his proficiency in religious knowledge. Hazrat Ibn Mas'ud states that people are unaware of the fact that I have a lot of knowledge of the Holy Quran. I know when and where each chapter of this holy book was revealed. And Abu Wail narrates that no one raised any objection when Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud made this statement. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed the believers to learn the Holy Qur'an for four companions and Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was on top of the list. Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu has explained this in great detail in the Bacha Tafsir al-Qur'an, i.e. the book Introduction to the Study of the Holy Qur'an, in the following manner. He writes, As the eagerness of the people for memorizing the Holy Qur'an increased, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, appointed four principal teachers of the Qur'an who used to memorize it under the supervision of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and they then taught other people to commit it to memory. These four in turn trained a number of other people who became competent to teach the Qur'an. These four principal teachers were Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Salim Mola Abi Hudayfa, Mu'adh bin Jabal and Ubay ibn Qab. The first of these, of Muhajireen, i.e. early Muslims who had migrated from Mecca to Medina, and the last two were Ansar, i.e. the early Muslims of Medina. Abdullah bin Mas'ud used to occupy himself as a labourer, Salim was a freed slave, and Muaz and Ubay were two of the leading men of Medina. Thus, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, appointed teachers of the Qur'an from among different sections, so that nobody should have any difficulty in approaching them, and learning from them. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say that those of you who wish to learn the Qur'an should learn it from the following four individuals Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Salim Mullah Abi Hudayfa, Mu'adh bin Jabal, or Ubay bin Qab. As a Muslim anhu then further writes that these four had learned the whole of the Qur'an under the supervision of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. But many other companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had also learned portions of it directly from him. It is related that on one occasion, when Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was reciting the Qur'an, Hazrat Umar pointed out that a certain word should be pronounced in a particular way. 
However, Abdullah bin Mas'ud protested that he had been taught by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to pronounce it in the manner in which he had pronounced it. And so Hazrat Umar took him to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and complained that he did not recite the Holy Qur'an correctly. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him to recite the portion concerning which there was a difference of opinion between the two. And when he recited it, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that he was quite right. Thereupon, Hazrat Umar submitted that he had been taught by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to pronounce the word differently. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then asked him to recite the verse, and when he did so, told him that he was also correct. This shows that in addition to the four companions whom the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, used to teach, the whole of the Qur'an, there were others who used to learn portions of it from him as well. Hazrat Umar's submission that he had been taught to pronounce a certain word in a particular manner shows that he too used to learn portions of the Holy Qur'an from the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, himself. It is mentioned that after the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was the one to recite the Holy Qur'an in public for the very first time. And there is also an incident in relation to this. One day the companions had gathered and it was mentioned that the Quraysh have not yet heard the recitation of the Holy Qur'an out loud in public. They inquired if there was anyone who could recite it to them. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud replied, I will recite the Holy Qur'an to them. However, they responded, that we fear that the disbelievers may cause you harm, as you are a poor man. However, it would be better to find someone of a prominent status instead, as his tribe will protect him if the disbelievers resort to violence. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud responded, Do not worry about it, as God Almighty shall protect me. The companions had such an extraordinary passion. The next morning he began reciting the Holy Qur'an publicly near the Kaaba. He recited, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, the Gracious, the Ever Merciful, followed by Surah Rahman of the Holy Quran. The people of Quraysh were astonished when they heard this, and some said, He is reciting from the same scripture that Muhammad recites. And when they heard this recitation, they got up and began to strike Abdullah bin Mas'ud on his face. However, he continued with the recitation and finished the portion that he intended to recite. When he returned, the companions saw that the marks on his face because of the beating he had endured, and they said that this is exactly what they feared, that he will be attacked. However, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud replied, In my sight, these enemies of God have never been so insignificant as they seemed when they were attacking me. If you'd like, I can do the same tomorrow. However, the companions responded that no, this is enough. You made them listen to something they did not want to hear. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, kept Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud with him after he had accepted Islam. He would serve the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had also instructed him that if you hear my voice and the entrance of my home is uncovered, i.e. it is open, then enter therein without seeking any permission. Meaning that do not enter without permission when the entrance is covered. However, if the entrance is not covered and the door is open and you hear my voice, then you have my permission to enter therein, because it meant that there were no ladies present at that time. He would do everything for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. He would assist in putting his shoes on, 
He would travel with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when needed, and he would hold the parda, i.e. the cover, when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, took a bath. According to some traditions, he was known amongst the companions as Sahib al-Sawaq, and according to another narration, he was known as Sahib al-Sawaq, Sahib al-Wasad, and Sahib al-Na'layn as well. Abdullah bin Mas'ud was a confidant of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. He would set up the bed of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and would carry the Prophet's miswak, a short dry twig used to clean teeth, and also his shoes. The Arabic words used here refer to the services he rendered for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, such as providing the miswak for his teeth, helping in arranging the water for ablution and bathing. Also, one who prepares the bedding is known as Sahib al-Sawad, and he would render this service for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And he would also repair and carry the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, shoes, and therefore was known as Sahib al-Na'layn. He would carry water for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to perform ablution. And he would also take care of these chores when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would travel. Abu Mali narrates that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud would provide a covering for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when he would bathe. He was the one to wake up the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, from his sleep, and he would travel fully armed alongside the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Abu Musa narrates, When I initially arrived in Medina from Yemen, I thought that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was amongst the Ahl Bayt, i.e. the family of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, as he and his mother would often visit the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And so he further states, When I initially arrived in Medina, I thought that he too was amongst the Ahl Bayt. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud participated in both migrations, the migration to Abyssinia and also to Medina. He accompanied the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in the Battle of Badr, Uhud, Khandak, Bayt Rizwan, and on many other occasions. And after the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, he participated in the Battle of Yarmouk. He was amongst those companions who were given the glad tidings of paradise by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in their lifetime. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud also played a huge role in putting an end to Abu Jahl. It is narrated by Hazrat Anas that at the end of the Battle of Badr, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Is there anyone who can find out the accurate and correct news regarding Abu Jahl? And so, Abdullah bin Mas'ud went and saw that Abu Jahl was lying in the battlefield and he was wounded and in agony, and the sons of Ifra had caused him to be in this state. Hazrat ibn Mas'ud grabbed him by his bed and said that are you Abu Jahl? However, even in that state he very arrogantly replied that have you ever killed a greater leader than me? This is from a narration of Sahih Muslim. The first narration was from Sahih Bukhari. And the narration from Sahih Muslim regarding this incident is that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud grabbed him by the bed and asked him that are you Abu Jahl? And Abu Jahl replied, that, Have you ever killed a greater man like me before? The narrator states that Abu Jahl said, Alas, a person other than a farmer would have killed me. There were two boys of Medina who left him in this state. Hazrat Khalifatul Masih II, Allah Ta'ala Anhu, has also mentioned this in Tafsir Kabir in great detail, 
that how the opponents burnt in the fire of spite and malice all their lives, and even at the time of their death they were in this state. He writes that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, After the battle I saw that Abu Jahl was groaning in agony due to the wounds. I went to him and asked how he was. And he replied, I am not regretful of my death. It is soldiers who die. However, I am regretful that I was killed by the hands of two Ansari boys of Medina. But confer this one favour upon me, that is, that I am dying, so cut my head with the sword so that I am relieved of this misery and pain. But remember to cut my head from the lower part of the neck, so that my head stands tall, as generals are killed in a similar manner from the lower part of their neck. However, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, that I will not fulfil your last desire, and will cut your head from your chin. In the end, he placed his sword on his chin and beheaded him. As a Muslim Aud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, has written, that look at the scale of this fire that was burning inside Abu Jahl. All his life he was spiteful over the fact that they were unable to inflict the pain that they desired to upon the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And then when he was dying, and when he was in that state, he was burning in this fire, that he was being killed by the hands of two unskilled boys of Medina. And the last desire that he had at the time of his death was also not fulfilled, and he was beheaded close to the chin. And so, ultimately burning in all sorts of enraging fires, he departed from this world. When Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud migrated to Medina, he stayed at the house of Hazrat Muaz bin Jabal, and according to some, he stayed with Hazrat Saad bin Khasma. In Mecca, a bond of brotherhood was established between him and Hazrat Zubair bin Awam, and whilst in Medina, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, appointed Muaz bin Jabal as his brother in faith. In the early days of Medina, his financial state was extremely poor. And so, when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, made some arrangements for the accommodation of the Muhajireen at the Prophet's mosque, certain people belonging to the Banu Zuhra tribe displayed some hesitation in keeping Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud with them, saying that he was a layman, a poor person, whilst they were of higher class. However, when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, came to know about this, standing up for his poor and weak servant, he said, has God sent me so that you can have these indifferences? Remember that God Almighty never blesses such a community in which a weak person is not given his due rights. Then the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, accommodated Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud near the mosque whilst Banu Zohra were placed far in a corner. Hazrat ibn Mas'ud then himself narrates that once the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed him to recite Surah An-Nisa. Here he is relating his own incident and states that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed him to recite Surah An-Nisa. He says that I replied to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that what can I recite to you since this was revealed to you? However, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, that I like it when others recite the Holy Qur'an and I listen to it. He then states that I began to recite it and when I reached the verse 
فكيف إذا جئنا من كل أمة بشهيد وجئنا بك على هؤلاء شهيدا That is, and how will it fare with them when we shall bring a witness from every people and shall bring thee as a witness against these? He says that the eyes of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, were filled with tears at this point. And it is mentioned in other narrations that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed him to stop. Once Hazrat Umar Farooq was at Arafat when a man approached him and said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, that is, O leader of the faithful. This is after he was elected as the Khalifa. He said, I have come from Kufa, and I have seen a man dictating the Holy Quran without looking. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied angrily, Woe to you! This is a style of speech of the Arabs. Who is this man? The man replied fearfully, Abdullah bin Masood. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu heard this, his temper subsided and returned to the state he was in before. He then said, In terms of undertaking this task, I do not see anyone more worthy and befitting than Abdullah bin Masood. He can write the entire Holy Quran without looking. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu then states, that One night, Hazrat Abu Bakr and I were in the company of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when we passed by Abdullah bin Masood and he was reciting the Holy Qur'an whilst offering voluntary prayers. He was standing in prayer and reciting. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stood listening to his recitation. Hazrat Abdullah bin Masood then bowed and prostrated, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Abdullah, whatever you now ask of God will be granted to you. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then departed, saying, Whoever desires to read the Holy Qur'an with such freshness as though it were just revealed, then he should learn the Holy Qur'an from Abdullah bin Masood. This hadith and narration is of Musnad Ahmad bin Hanbal. Then Hazrat Abdurrahman bin Yazid relates that we went to Hazrat Huzaifa and said, Tell us of such a man who was closest to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in his practice, in following his example and in his deeds. In other words, whatever the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, used to do so that we may learn from him and listen to his narrations. Upon this, he replied, that the person closest to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in his practice, is Abdullah bin Masood. The level of passion he had in following the example of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was such that after the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when the companions were asked which companion was the closest to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in terms of conduct and habits, his behavior and characteristics, Hazrat Husayfa stated that to my knowledge, in terms of conduct, dialogue and behavior, it is Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud who was the closest to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Perhaps this is the reason why the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would say that whatever Abdullah bin Mas'ud prefers, I desire the same for my people. This is a hadith of Sahih Bukhari. Then Hazrat Al-Qama relates that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud's behavior, his good character and his moderation in his practice were similar to those of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud's son, Ubaidullah relates that his father had a habit of waking up for the tahajjud prayer at night when everyone else was asleep. 
He says that one night I heard him murmuring like the humming of a bee. In other words, he was murmuring lightly as he prayed and recited the Holy Quran. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu then relates that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If I were to ever appoint someone as a governor, without consultation, it would be Abdullah bin Mas'ud. Then, the same narration of Hazrat Ali has been recorded in the following manner in Tabqat al-Kubra, that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu relates, that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, told me, if I were to appoint an Amir, without the consultation of the Muslims, then I would appoint Abdullah bin Mas'ud as a governor. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud relates that after embracing Islam, I never slept beyond the period of Chasht, i.e. between sunrise and noon. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud loved his wife and children. When he entered the home, he would clear his throat and speak up so that the household members would know that he had arrived. His wife, Hazrat Zainab, relates that one day Hazrat Abdullah entered the house when an elderly woman was giving me an amulet to wear. It is the habit of women to sometimes make use of charms or amulets, perhaps in hope of gaining blessings. She says that she knew Abdullah bin Mas'ud did not like this, so in fear of him, she hid it beneath the bedstead she was sitting on. She says that he came and sat next to me, and looking to my neck he said, how is this thread which you placed on your neck? I told him it was an amulet. And so he broke it and threw it away immediately, saying that the family of Abdullah is free from shirk, i.e. associating partners with God. Abdullah bin Masood then said, I heard from the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that making use of charms and amulets is shirk. I then said, that what are you saying? My eyes would swell up, so I would go to a certain Jewish lady to use the charm. At times, my eyes would be in pain and swell up, with water running down. And so I would go to a Jewish woman to use the charm, and I would be relieved after doing so. However, Abdullah bin Masood then said to me, that these are all works of Satan. The prayer of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, should suffice for you. And that prayer is, that is, O Lord of mankind, remove my illness and cure me. Only you can cure and there is no cure except through you. Such a cure which leaves behind no disease. Thus, those people who go to mystics and mendicants and those who spend the entire day intoxicated and not offering a single prayer, they go to them to make use of charms and amulets and then say that we have been cured and have been bestowed a great favour or we have now been granted offspring or such and such a thing has now occurred. However, this is an answer to all of these things. Once, Abdullah bin Mas'ud went to see his friend, Abu Umar. However, he was not around at the time. And so he conveyed his greetings to his wife and requested some water to drink. There was no water available in the house, so she sent a female servant to bring water from the neighbours. But she did not return till very late. And so, Abu Umar's wife scolded the female servant, saying she was extremely lazy and cursed her. 
Hazrat Abdullah returned home thirsty, having heard this. The following day, he met Abu Umar, and he asked him why he returned home so quickly without drinking water. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud replied, When your wife cursed the servant, the saying of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, came to mind, that whoever is cursed but is innocent, the curse is reverted to the one who cursed. And so I thought that if the servant was innocent, then the curse would revert to me without cause. Therefore, it was better that I go without drinking. Thus, this was the level of fear of God these people possessed, that if there was even a chance of the Almighty being upset with them for any reason, they would abstain and stay away from it. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was slim, short in height and wheat in complexion. He would wear fine white clothing and use perfume. Hazrat Talha relates that he would be recognized by his perfume. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu relates that once the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed Abdullah bin Mas'ud for a certain task to climb a tree. Observing that his calves were apparently thin and weak, the companions began laughing at his thin and weak calves. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, thereupon asked, Why do you laugh? The virtues of Abdullah bin Mas'ud will be heavier in the scales on the Day of Judgment than the Ohad mountain. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud had hair which he would lift from his ears. And according to one narration, his hair reached his neck. When he prayed, he would put his hair behind his ears. Then Zaid bin Wahab narrates that one day I was sitting with Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu when Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud arrived. Since he had a short stature, it was difficult to see him over the crowd of people that were seated. The other people seated in the congregation were tall, or perhaps they were seated in a way that it was difficult to see him, and he was almost concealed from view. And when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu saw him, he smiled and then began to converse with him in a very joyful manner. And during this discourse, Hazrat Abdullah remained standing, lest he became obscured from view. And when they finished the conversation, and Hazrat Abdullah left, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu watched him until he was out of sight. He then said that this individual is an extraordinary vessel of knowledge. Furthermore, one can gauge the level of Hazrat Abdullah bin Masood's knowledge and stature from the following incident that towards the end of Hazrat Muaz bin Jabal's life, the people asked him to give them some advice. He replied by saying that knowledge and faith both hold separate ranks. Knowledge has a certain rank and so does faith. Whoever strives to attain them both will be successful. He then mentioned the names of four individuals who led by example and Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was among those four people. After the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu appointed him, i.e. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud, as a missionary for the education and moral training of the people of Gufa, and at the same time appointed Hazrat Ammar bin Yasir as the governor. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu then said to the people of Gufa, 
Both of these individuals are among the close companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and have a special standing. They were among the people who took part in the battle of Badr, and you all should follow their example and obey their directives, and also listen to what they say. He then said, For you I consider Abdullah bin Mas'ud to be better than me. During his last days of his illness, Hazrat Usman anhu went to visit Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud and asked him, that, Do you have any grievances or complaints? He replied, And now that you have asked me, my only grievances are my sins, for they are many. Hazrat Usman anhu then asked if he required anything, to which he replied that he only required the mercy of God Almighty. Hazrat Usman anhu then asked him if he should arrange for a doctor to attend to him. To this he replied that it was the doctor who has put him in this condition, i.e. that whatever was taking place was due to the will of God, and he was content with it. Hazrat Usman anhu then asked if he should set a stipend or an allowance for him, to which he replied that he did not require anything. Hazrat Usman anhu said that it would be useful for his daughters, he replied by saying, From this do you imply that my daughters will be left impoverished? He then further said, I have advised my daughters to recite Surah Al-Waqiyah every night. For I heard the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, say, that whoever recites Surah Al-Waqiyah every night, they will never have to endure starvation. This was the level of the trust in God and the contentment of these shining stars. Then Salma bin Tawam says that a person once met Abdullah bin Masood and related his dream and said, I saw you in my dream last night, and I also saw that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was sat on a tall pulpit, while you were sat below the pulpit. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had then said, that, O Ibn Masood, come close to me, for you have become so detached since I have gone. Abdullah bin Masood then said, Swear by God that did you really see this dream? He replied that indeed he did. Upon this he then said, And have you come from Medina to offer my funeral prayer? As it seems that my time has come near. A short while later he then passed away. However, prior to his demise, when Hazrat Usman anhu learnt of his illness, he called him to leave Kufa and come to Medina. However, the people of Kufa urged him to remain in Kufa, and also assured him that they would protect him. It is possible that this incident of Hazrat Usman calling him to Medina was prior to his illness, as it seems as if he was in good health then, when this incident took place, wherein this man related his dream to him. However, it was after this that Hazrat Usman called him from Kufa, and even though the people of Kufa desired for him to remain there, and promised to protect him, but he said, that it was the instruction of the Khalifa of the time, and thus it was incumbent upon him to obey it. He also said that very soon certain disorders will emerge, and he did not wish to be the cause of them. And after that, he left to go to the Khalifa of the time. He passed away in 32 Hijri in Medina. Hazrat Usman anhu led his funeral prayer and buried him in Jannatul Baqi. At the time of his demise, his age was just a little over than sixty.
According to another narration, he was just over 70 when he passed away. Upon the demise of Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Hazrat Abu Musa said to Hazrat Abu Mas'ud, Do you think that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud has left behind after him a person who possesses the same kind of qualities? Hazrat Abu Mas'ud replied, The fact is that during certain times when we were not allowed to go and visit the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud was permitted to enter the Holy Prophet's home. And when we were not around the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud, however, had the opportunity to serve the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and benefit from his company. Thus, how can it be that there is someone else who possesses the same kind of qualities? Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud would fully adhere to the noble practice of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Once it was asked from Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, that there are two companions, one of them breaks his fast quickly, that is, he breaks his fast as soon as the sun sets, and also offers his prayers immediately. However, the other companion does both of these relatively later. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha inquired that which companion does it immediately, and she was informed that it was Abdullah bin Mas'ud. Upon this, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said that this was also the practice of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, which Abdullah bin Mas'ud follows. There are many other traditions and accounts regarding Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud which I will inshallah relate in the future. May God Almighty enable us to follow the example of these shining stars. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, من يعدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد الله إله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمدا الله إن الله يعمر بالعدل واللسان ويتاع ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي